Hello and welcome to Raw Fork Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Marina Buxov, or just Dr. Book for short. I'm a community pharmacist and an herbalist dedicated to serving my clients in the best way that I know how. I'm bringing you this podcast to share with you like-minded pharmacists and herbalists that want to work alongside each other and share similar visions for patient care. Please enjoy the show. Hello, dear Rosie Webb, and welcome <laughs> to the podcast. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so uh, before we go into herbalism and medicine and energetics, why don't you give a brief introduction for yourself, where you're from, whatever you want to share. Okay, sure. So, all right. I am originally from the Valley of Los Angeles, <laughs> uh, and then I moved to New York for college and have kind of stayed here since then, really fell in love with the East Coast and seasons, um, <laughs> and uh, then the city itself, too, and I feel like I'm kind of wanting to change where I where I am like in terms of my relationship to the city but it's been a really cool place to have all of my uh, adventures unfold especially with plants um because it's a kind of interesting uh it's not something you would always you know associate like New York City with like starting a path of plant worship <laughs> but uh I guess that's how it worked out um but yeah, what else? So I'm an herbalist. I am a hypnotherapist in the tradition of depth hypnosis um, and just all around, I don't know, which. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just in, I'm really I'm just interested in in uh, learning how to relate to the world around us and also to each other and um, to ourselves. So. Yeah, that's my synopsis for myself, I guess. <laughs> Beautiful. That was like all stages of life and <laughs> life and the pondering of it all. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my thing. I like to ponder. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so why don't you tell us a little bit of what you feel like called you to this path? Like you were saying that uh, it's not very traditional. You would think a big city like New York may not be as open to plant studying or holistic healing. So how did you come to know this as a healing and educational playground? Mm. So hmm. I think it's, it's like, I've always been interested in learning about, um, you know, the natural world around us. So like plants, but also like practices um, that are just old, like old things. Um, and it all kind of came to fruition, um, in around 2016. Um, I had like a very tumultuous like experience happen with my family and it kind of set in this like chain of events where I was like, what am I actually doing with my time and what do I want to be doing with my time? Like, what have I always enjoyed? Um, and where can I add that into my life again? And so that's kind of what led me to 
herbalism um, is I was seeing on Instagram, like these people who were like talking about plants and like uh, what they can do for our bodies, but also like talking about them in this way that was very, um, I don't know, like intimate in a way, like they had relationships with these plants. Um, and so I was just really intrigued and I was like, why not? Like if these people are doing it, then I can probably do it too. So I just started looking into like what it would mean to study plants. And that's how I found Arborvitae. Um, and it was just a matter of convenience, honestly, that they like were in the city and that's where I was. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, that's how it all kind of unfolded. So you completed their three-year traditional clinical herbalism program. How did you, how would you, I guess, describe and maybe rate the experience or what kind of words of encouragement would you have for other students or potential mm -hmm. students seeking the same path? Yeah, I think that I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about the whole thing. Like, it was such a... Um, such a potent time I think like a, a three-year like commitment in a lot of ways um to doing this work and to to like learning about it and all of that and and I guess I would just say to anybody who's interested like just go where you're interested but like try to not be too attached to what you think will be the outcome or like um I don't know, remain open to, um, to learning. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, that's cause that's where I kind of feel with it now is like where I thought I would be by the end is not where I am. Um, but there are, but it's like, I've learned so much, um, throughout the whole thing. And like, I really see it as like the very first step in a very long process, um, of like learning where I fit in with this work and with um, plants and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, did, was that kind of your first formal training in herbalism or do you have any other teachers or training experiences that you've uh, before or since started um, signing up for or following? Yeah, that was my first like foray into the world at all like I had only really read like a few books before um and like nobody in my family is into this kind of stuff at all <laughs> but uh yeah the only experience I had before that was being a little kid in like the backyard and like chopping up all these different like plants and stuff and like putting them in bottles and like making these these like very fantastical kind of like potions and stuff which of course were just like rotting plant material <laughs> it's like pretty gnarly but it was so fun and so that's kind of like why like I guess what sort of led me into this because I was just like I loved doing that so much and it was so like to call it fun it's it is fun but it's also felt more than that you know like it felt like fulfilling in a way um but yeah, no, I haven't really studied herbs outside of um, outside of Arborvitae, but I'm very interested at this point in um, 
kind of like going more deeper with personal personal gnosis kind of work like understanding like from myself like teaching myself some things um or rather standing out of the way enough so that the plant can teach me something um yeah (laughs) wow that's pretty deep yeah I don't know I feel like I it it has been really helpful to have human teachers Mm -hmm. but I also think that um where I'm feeling drawn with this work is more of the energetic mythopoetic kind of side of things so I'm I'm gonna like see what the non-human teachers have to say (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) cool so with that what was your favorite kind of teaching or avenue that Arbor Vitae kind of exposes to we had a lot of different teachers a lot of different subjects so did you connect with one more strongly than the others um how did you come to this conclusion that you want to the more empirical plant work? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I think that the thing that really stuck with me the most out of the whole training process was really to, um, to see how everything is interconnected in a way, um, which is difficult to put into words. Um, kind of like that understanding of like an ecosystem, how all of that in terms of like when you go out and you look at plants, like you can get to know like who likes to grow near who. Um, and that I think I think that when we look at um, the world in that way, whether it's like our bodies or the, the you know, the world outside of our, our homes, um, like we can really see where there's this opportunity for metaphor to be really helpful. Um, And so I guess you would call that like a holistic view. Um, But that has been really transformative, I think, for my life, uh, because I have a tendency to, to be like, oh, everything has to be like one way. But of course, then I like burn myself out um, by like trying so hard to like do this, you know, this one thing, like, I remember at the beginning, it was um, very interesting to learn about how to like eat properly uh, in a way that like really feeds you. And that was very different from the way that I grew up eating. Um, And it felt quite overwhelming at first. I was like, oh, my gosh, there's so much (laughs) undoing that I need to do in terms of like the way that I think about this. And I need to relearn all of these things. and it could feel really overwhelming. Um, but as I kind of realized, like, okay, like, it doesn't all have to change at once. Like, there is a flow to things. And um, just learning that, um, I think, was the most helpful thing that that school gave me. And, and that, I feel like that can be applied to so many of life's situations. Um, <laughs> like, when working with our health, um, to take this, like, wide view um, and see that there are a lot of factors uh, that go into that and take some pressure off of people who are <laughs> like those like go-getter kind of people. <laughs> yeah. 
So was it a benefit that fact that it was an in-person program and like live, like you had to interact with other students in person rather than an online program? And also um, what drew you to the clinical aspect of the program? Mm, yeah, I think that being in person was super helpful because I can get super lazy and <laughs> I think like it kept me honest in a way, like I had to like be there, you know, and so it was... Plus, like, I think that when you're doing this work, like, so, so much of it is actually being next to somebody, um, because there's so much that can get lost. I mean, like, the internet is amazing, but there's a lot that, um, that you miss in a certain way, um, so, yeah, I really loved that it was in person, and then the clinical, I just, I'm really just fascinated by people, (laughs) and, like, their lives. Um, and I also have always felt this very strong desire to be of service to other people and, um, to like help out where I can. Um, so I enjoyed that aspect, um, a lot because I think that, you know, at first it was like that where I was like, oh, but like, I want to help people. And then as, as I learned more and, and, um, my, uh, perspectives opened on a lot of things it became really more like I feel like as somebody who's studying this it's important that you understand um, how to work with other people um, in terms of like sharing this knowledge and this information because it really is for everybody and like we need to know like the language to be able to to help other people come and see that we have been in connection to plants for as long as we've existed um and like it really is i think it's imperative <laughs> that we that we reconnect in a real way um just because we're going to need it <laughs> yeah True. Yeah, that sounds like a big takeaway. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, it's been really big. I think, yeah, I think my main takeaway from herb school is like, we we got to relate to everything, but we can start with plants. Um, and that can be really healing for individual people and also for the whole collective mm-hmm. of everything. So you said that you're not really at the place that you thought you would end up at the end of the program. So what were your goals and how have they changed? Yeah, so I was like, so about, this is that that part of me that's like all or nothing, where I was like, okay, this is my life now. Like, this is what I'm going to do forever. <laughs> like, I found my path, check that box off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah, exactly. But it's like, of course, life doesn't work like that. You know, like, it's so twisty and turny. And it's like you open one door, and then you're in a hallway, and there's 20 more doors. Um, So that's kind of, that's what I mean, is like, I felt like um there was going to be sort of this completion of like, okay, now I know what I'm doing and my path and like, I'm going to be a clinical herbalist and that's what's going to happen. But as I like learned more and through my experiences, I'm not so sure that like that necessarily is my path anymore. Like, I think that the information 
that I learned and the connections that I made will inform whatever my path ends up being. But at this point, I'm really sort of like, okay, I guess I'm back to this like drawing board kind of place, um, which is terrifying, but also exciting um, in a way. So yeah, that's what I mean. (laughs) I mean, I can definitely relate because when I went to pharmacy school, I thought, you know, everything is right there for me. And once I graduate, like my life will start. But then once that life started, I realized that I also have to go back to the drawing board because it hasn't been like fully fulfilling for me to do that work. That's why I sought out to do more trainings and figure out more directions where I could take myself on. Yeah. Um, so I could definitely relate. And so I know you have other trainings in the works too. Did you complete the hypnotherapy program that you were part of? Yeah, so I finished, I'm a certified hypnotherapist. Um, I got that in December and then by next January, um, hopefully, most likely, I will be a a depth depth hypnosis practitioner. Um, And so then that's like, I'm done with that whole like thing, but um, I'm... I'm still working on that one. Yeah, that sounds really (laughs) intriguing. Can you tell us what the training entails and what the work is as well? Yeah, definitely. So um, the training entails, um, there's a curriculum of classes that um, are done by uh, this school called the uh, Foundation of the Sacred Stream. It's based in Berkeley, California. And um, it's run by this woman named Issa Gucciardi. And she is a um, psychologist um, who specializes in transpersonal psychology. Um, But she's created this method called depth hypnosis, uh, which combines um, elements of transpersonal psychology, elements of traditional Ericksonian hypnosis, which is that sort of like repatterning through scripts. And then also brings in elements of Buddhist psychology and theories of the mind um, and theories of like what we can do to either continue to perpetuate our suffering or how we can dissolve karmic ties so that we're able to kind of like let that go. Um, As well as bringing in elements of energy medicine and shamanic perspective of energy, um, especially with regards to that sort of metaphor thing that I was talking about before, how images um, are really helpful for our ability to transform, you know, trauma that's happened to us or just to learn, just to learn lessons from our deeper selves, um, kind of like dreams. So um, sessions generally involve like a guided meditation And um, with the practitioner holding space for the client to dive really deeply into whatever it is that's going on with them, but in a really held and safe way um, so that it's not re-traumatizing or anything like that. It's more just like exploratory. And from there, being able to bring healing to wherever down the line of your experience, um, this issue first kind of took root. Um, so it's really powerful work, um, and it's it's endlessly fascinating. I think that's one of the, my favorite things about it. <laughs> so how long was that program? 
So it's, um, you can do it in a variety of time lengths, um, but typically it's like two to three years um, as the classes come up and then there are longer classes and there are um, like curriculum that you do at home as well for review. So it involves the depth hypnosis practitioner um, certification itself uh, where then you become a member of the professional organization that they have. Um, that involves doing um, like a bunch of case reviews and um, there's like books to read and also the workshops and stuff and supervisory. So it's um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like it. I had no idea they had their own board. Is that a licensed profession by any chance? It's not licensed because it isn't it isn't um, like it's interesting because hypnosis um, in certain states, like in New York, technically, I'm not a hypnotherapist. I'm a hypnotist because there is like stickiness around using the word therapist in any way, um, depending on what state you're in and like the licensure. Um, so because it isn't through like an accredited like psychology program, it, it's not licensed um and it's really quite different it's I mean it's very different <laughs> than like talk therapy <laughs> um yeah <laughs> so would you say that you kind of uh put the patient or the client on a journey or is it like a trance or like what exactly is mm -hmm. the level that the person goes to and in, into the conscious mind or subconscious yeah, so the goal is for the for the client to be very relaxed and very um, comfortable because when you're in that place, um, images can kind of come through um, that you wouldn't <clears throat> like necessarily understand what they mean. Like they might seem really random, but it's kind of like a dream where if you really look at a dream, even the most mundane dream will have some kind of information for you um, from that part of yourself that is very deep within you. Um, and people can experience that part of themselves in very different ways. Um, but ultimately, it's kind of like that inner wisdom. Um, and so the, the whole point in the session is for the person to be super relaxed in their body um, and the body plays a really big role because the body is what enables us to do this work at all because it's like a very safe anchor point for the person to like settle into the body and the body has a lot of wisdom about um, like pain or or happiness even you know like where do you feel an emotion actually in your body even that one question can unlock like so much understanding um, for for a variety of issues. Um, so from that place of being very deeply connected to the physical body, then your mind can kind of like not wander, but like things can come through freely that can have really um, potent meaning. Um, so it, I don't know if I would call it a trance. I'm sure some people could perceive it to be a trance, but the person is, the client is extremely aware the whole time. It's not like you're like 
fall I mean you might fall asleep but then I'll wake you up you know what I mean like some people get really relaxed but that isn't the goal like you don't want to fall asleep you want to be very lucid but kind of um it's like lucid dream but you're not asleep mm-hmm. um, and you're very much in control of the whole situation so if like things get uncomfortable you can just come right out and um there's like no problem with that so, and these sessions, they have to be in person or can they be done remotely? They can be done remotely, definitely. Um, really, it's just that the person feels comfortable. Um, like, I've done all of my sessions with my practitioner remotely, but you can also do it in person as well. So, I guess it's like a personal choice, um, however you feel would be most comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. Um, what has been like most surprising or a takeaway from your training in this modality? Oh my God. (laughs) It's completely changed my life. Just the way that I look at, mm, the way that I look at so many things. Um, but I guess right now what's standing out very prevalent to me is the way that I look at my relationships to other people or just the way that I look at other people's relationships to other people. Um, And just seeing how the way that we uh, interact with one another, especially when we get like, when our defenses get triggered or, you know, like that kind of like, I don't know, you know, those like dynamics that can be a little sticky sometimes and how those defenses are really just like our reactions to the way that things were in our birth family or like our family of origin like as we were growing up and and we continue to kind of like play these roles that might still work for us or might not work for us and so that's been like at the forefront of my mind for like the past few months just really looking at like the way that like looking at what kind of puts my spikes up (laughs) and like Mm -hmm. sort of seeing like okay where's that coming from and is that really, like, is that something that I'm fearing that isn't actually true anymore, but, like, used to be true, or just my automatic reflex, so, yeah, just the course has really shown me a lot of the way that we are is just patterned without us even being conscious of it, Um, but that means that we can also shift it, too. It's just a matter of becoming aware and, like, figuring out what is the, the key to, like, unlocking that like default mechanism (laughs) so you've already started seeing clients as I understand Mm -hmm. it so um is that kind of the pattern that you've been noticing that most of their uh concerns are regarding relationships to other people or like what has been the most prevalent thing that you've noticed among the clients like what are they seeking in these sessions Mm. I think that relationships kind of always come into the mix just because we're such social beings, but it isn't always the direct, um, you know, question. Mm -hmm. I don't know if any one thing has come up, um, like across the board for everyone, but I will say that it's always astonishing to me how much like I learn in a session Um, because it's like that funny thing where someone comes in with something that like I totally have also experienced Mm -hmm. or 
that might even be like prevalent in my mind all you know at that moment or not at that exact moment but like in my life at that at that time um and how that's just why I just feel like it's such an honor to do this work because through um being able to hold the space for those people to go through their own transformation and and come to their own deeper understanding it also teaches me so much (laughs) about like what I the work that I need to do as well um but yeah, I think a lot of people are very anxious. Um, I've, a lot of people struggle with that. And I think just, I don't know, our times. Maybe also because I've been working with a lot of New Yorkers. Um, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, but it always unfolds into something that I would not necessarily have expected. So it's always um, interesting. No two sessions are alike. <laughs> Yeah, so do people come to you for, like, physical ailments or, like, just like you said, like, anxiety, so I guess a mood disorder of some sort, or how do people find you and what are they usually, you know, seeking Mm -hmm. to do? Yeah, I think that people have found me mostly through, like, word of mouth or just people within my networks, people that I know, and usually the people who come are, like, either have tried a lot of other things um, or they're just sort of like mystically inclined. (laughs) They're like, this sounds interesting Um, and aren't super sure like necessarily even what they're getting into. Um, And uh, I mean, that's how I was. Um, But yeah, it, it often starts with a emotional situation Mm -hmm. and from that emotional situation, like physical stuff can come up as well. Um, that's linked to it that like they may or may not even be aware is linked to it. Um, yeah. Wow. It's fascinating. So, um, how many sessions would you typically recommend for somebody to feel results or benefit? Yeah. So it really depends on what the person is looking to do. Um, it depends on the level of, like, their, mm, I don't really know, maybe, like, the level of their literacy with this work in in general, or I don't know if that's really the best way to describe it, but, like, if they meditate already, like, they could probably do less sessions and get a lot of work done on their own, you know, like, because that's, like, basically similar, Um But if somebody is coming into this, like, totally new, doesn't really have a meditative practice, um, has never really thought of their their stuff in this way before, I think at least three um, is helpful because in those first two, you kind of are able to lay a groundwork that you can feel really safe um, in the altered state, um, which is that sort of sleeping but not sleeping kind of kind of vibe um and then once you feel really safe like you can discover a lot and um I think it's also like a muscle like or maybe I don't know a muscle but also some people are just good at it in general they're just good at letting go of like their rational mind um other people not so much and it takes some more practice um or um you know yeah 
I would just stress that it's really different for everybody. And like some people experience like visual kind of scenes, like a journey. Other people don't experience that at all. And all they feel is stuff moving in their body Mm. or, or they just feel relaxed or they're just able to speak more clearly about something that they weren't able to articulate before. So it's like so personal and there's no like right way to do it. I don't think (laughs) to have the experience, you know? Wow. Well, it sounds like some profound healing can be done if it works. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's pretty powerful. I think. Um, are you planning to combine it with herbalism in the future or are you going to keep the two practices separate? I really would love to find a way to combine them. And at this point, I'm kind of just trying to think what would make most sense with that and um, what kind of that would even really look like. Um, But I have a feeling that it, and this is sort of why I'm, I'm feeling really drawn to that um, kind of uh, more spiritual kind of relating to the plants um, because I have a feeling that it's going to be that um, in that the hypnosis work, like the plants, I mean, obviously plants can help so much by helping us with our emotional states um, as well as the physical body. Um, So yeah, it, it will probably be like a, complement to the like emotional work and also maybe like a um I don't know like a process of just encouraging people to like make a plant friend and just have one nearby (laughs) whether they are ingesting it or yeah Yeah. exactly yeah and just sort of be around it and like go for some walks in the in the park or you know woods whatever yeah exactly exactly (laughs) awesome so um I didn't ask you to prepare anything for us but if you would like to lead us on a short meditation of some sort or anything that you would want to share from your work with us okay sure um yeah okay okay um so how about like a a basic kind of grounding embodiment thing because this is something that I've been really trying to do for myself because it's it's been a whole process of like coming to exist in my body <laughs> like always thinking all the time um so okay workers. All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly all right so just you'd want to start by being either upright um in a I don't know my teacher calls it a dignified position <laughs> you know all the airways are nice and free um or you can lay down too um and then just inviting you to close your eyes if that feels good but closing your eyes doesn't feel good you can softly gaze at the floor or at the ceiling or just a point on the wall just starting taking a deep breath Feeling your belly expand with that air coming down through your throat, down into your torso. And then just breathing that air out through your nose. 
or through your mouth. And something that's really helpful is each time you breathe in and you feel that air coming down into your belly, just imagine it kind of like circling around inside of your belly as if your belly is some sort of cup or vessel. And then as you exhale, feeling that air whoosh right out, up through the top. And feeling the air come in. And with your exhale, feel the air go all the way up your spine, up to the top of your head. And then come out the top of your head and kind of surround your body in a cocoon. And so each time you breathe in and out in this way, you're kind of creating like a little force field or energy field, just protection around your body. And as you do this, just allow yourself to really feel into your body. Like maybe you feel like you're getting a little heavy or really light. Maybe you feel an itch. <laughs> Try not to scratch it. <laughs> but if you have to, totally do that. Yeah, just sort of like feel what it feels like to be in your body. And this is really helpful to do when you are about to do something that you're nervous about or I like to do it on the train if I feel like there's way too many people around it kind of helps me feel more solid inside myself and then whenever you feel like you're ready you can just imagine that that force field that you've been building up on the outside of your body just kind of like sinks right into the top layer of your skin. And you can open your eyes and stretch a bit, um, but then you know that that you're like sealed in. <laughs> wow, that was really nice. Yeah, it's a good one and it's easy to do and like nobody needs to know you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Well, I actually felt a tiny bit lightheaded when you said, uh, you know, you should feel solid. I felt like a little more lightheaded. Um, I feel like it might be too relaxing to do on the train. <laughs> I feel like I need to be a little bit on guard on the train. That's true. Well, you could like shift it. You could like tweak it a little bit, you know, like maybe maybe you could change the image slightly to like make you feel like more, you know, rooted down. Or you could have you could have it go the opposite way and come out the bottom of your body, you know, mm -hmm. rather than like the top. So mm -hmm. I just yeah, I encourage people to play around with stuff like that because um, we're all so unique and our our uh, dictionaries of symbol and image like they are very personal. So kind of make up your own thing, whatever works for you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. That was really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I also know that you were an herbalist at Naturopathica. Are you still doing that? Yeah, yeah, I'm still there. 
Oh, so tell us about, um, you know, the venue and what they yeah. do there and what you do there. Yeah, it's cool. It's a cool spot. So basically, they are a spa um, and a, a natural beauty skincare company um, that was started in the 90s out in the Hamptons. And um, they've kind of just continued to grow and make they make really great skincare products that are really clean and really effective. Um, so it's a really nice place to work. Um, and it's interesting to work in this kind of like uh, very um, like clean beauty wellness type of place um, because a lot of people aren't super familiar with herbalism or with uh, the principles of of all of that and you know way of way of working with the body and health and um, plants. But they're really interested, so it's been a lot of really good um, experience, like educating people about what it means to work with a plant. And one of the things I always tell people is that um, plants have their own personality too. And so, just like you get along really well with one person, like you might not get along so well with another person. And it's just a matter of introducing yourself and checking them out to see what's up. So. Um, it's been cool to kind of like shift people's perspectives like that as like their first uh, exposure <laughs> to <laughs> herbalism. <laughs> so their focus is to have a uh, clean in terms of sustainably sourced uh, ingredients and like uh, non-toxic ingredients. Yeah. In products. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's, a, you work in the city location, right? Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, where is it located? It's in Chelsea. It's on 26th Street and six, between 6th and 7th Avenue. Yeah. So, yeah. so you um, are a consultant there or do you actually do herbal consults? So I do herbal consultations at the spa. Um, and then I also work as um, like a retail wellness specialist um, in the spa as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find it really cool that I think the beauty industry is one of the kind of gateways to mm -hmm. herbalism yeah. um, because the skin, uh, you know, whether it's aging or inflamed or acne or allergy, it's showing us something about like our deeper state of health that's going on inside. So often people um, maybe are trying to cover it up with makeup or trying to look better with makeup, but at the end of the day, they want to make their skin look better. So they're seeking like, a health for their skin but then sometimes they just find that they need to work from the inside out or the outside in or whatever it is totally yeah exactly so that's often what kind of gets people in the door for seeing me there is like skin stuff um because that's why they're there in the first place <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah yeah so and then um some of them that want to do a deeper consultation they basically can give you whatever else is bothering you all, all mm -hmm. in one sitting right yeah exactly can, that's really yeah cool. do they have package deals there or how does it work um so they i believe herbal consultations are 150 for an hour and a half to two hours um for the first session um and then after that i think it's 100 I would need to double check on the price um for like the second sessions but yeah so um it's like 
in conjunction with their other offerings of massage and facials there. Very nice. Okay, I'll put a link to Naturopathic and okay. so cool. people can reach out. Yeah, definitely. Maybe schedule a visit. Yeah. <laughs> Are they open seven days a week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, um, I take consultations on Wednesday and Friday. Awesome. I will put that in the show notes. Um, so coming to almost the close of our interview, um, you also have your own personal brand called Serpent Daughter. Mm-hmm. So how did you come up with that name and what mm-hmm. does it represent? Yeah. So, okay. There's some backstory. Um, <laughs> when I was a kid, I was very, very, very afraid of snakes. Like number one fear. Um, when I was really little girl, I would have these like, not even nightmares. Cause I wasn't even asleep, but you know, like as a kid, you like, you're laying in bed and it's dark you start to imagine like all of the scary things so I would have this like imagining of this like giant snake coming out from under my bed and like encircling me on the bed it was horrifying so so scary um so snakes have always been this like fear for me um and then in 2014 I started to get more exposure to Um, spirit work and to understanding um, I don't know more of that like mythopoetic kind of view of or of working with the mind um, through meditation and shamanic journeying and I did a journey um, to meet a helper in animal form um, who would help me in my life and who it was. It was a snake, obviously. Um, And I was like, oh, God. (laughs) I was like, oh, no. But of course, this makes sense. Um, And often that's the way um, is like the things that we're most scared of, they can teach us the most. And um, so after I had that experience, it was very much like, okay, well, I need to reassess my relationship to this animal now. And that's been a whole process. Um, I still haven't touched one um, because I don't know, like that might take another few years. But um, I decided to call my project um, Serpent Daughter because I wanted it to be, I wanted the name to be a person in a way, like a character. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really inspired by... um, there's an herbalist, her name is Liz Mig- Migliarelli, and she has a company called uh, Sister Spinster. And mm-hmm. I was really in- inspired by her story of where she got, where she thought of that name. And I really loved the idea of like, cause I mean, to call it like a business, I don't even know if I would call Serpent Daughter a business. It really feels like it's this like practice in a way, or just this project. Um, and um I was like okay well snakes and I guess I'm the daughter um but the more that that I've sat with it the more that it really is this like um I feel that serpent daughter is this character who exists within all of us um and is like the one who can transform things um and the one who's like really full of courage and also really like old old knowing 
um, snakes being this like creature that's connected to the earth and really ancient um, ways of understanding and like the stuff that's like deep, deep in the earth um, and that constant growth and and shedding. Um, and I was also really inspired by this art piece that I saw that was like a um, graffiti um, that was in the East Village. And it was this uh, this figure of um, there was this statue that was found in Crete um, that is this woman and she's holding two snakes up in her arms. Actually, it's this. So my friend found this at a bead store, but this is the, they call her the Minoan snake goddess. They don't really know what her name was because she's so ancient. Um, but I saw a, a wheat paste in like William somewhere, like Williamsburg, I don't know, like with this woman on it. And I was like, that, like that's Serpent Daughter. Um, and then I learned more about what this symbol actually means. And um, yeah, it's it feels like the name kind of chose itself in a way. And now I'm just sort of like learning about serpent daughter. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Amazing. So maybe the encircling of the snake was actually protective and not yeah. scary. Maybe and like a snake eating its own tail is also a famous mm-hmm. symbol, I guess, of infinity or eternal yeah. life. So and I guess it's an alchemical symbol of transformation, like you were saying. That's yeah. Pretty, pretty deep. Exactly. So it's there's like this kind of journey aspect to it where I'm like okay I'm I'm like log for the ride <laughs> like whatever um yeah it's been a it's been very interesting <laughs> so the project or the brand that you created um are you using it as a platform to kind of just share your story or inspire other herbalists or what would you say is the purpose of it yeah that's really what I'm trying to figure out right now I've been um I've kind of like taken a break from social media and Mm -hmm. in terms of like posting and everything, because I'm really trying to understand like how to use it in a way that is helpful for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, at this point with Serpent Daughter, I'm kind of like taking a step back and trying to assess like where it wants to go. Um, and just like not be in the way of that. (laughs) Um, so it, in terms of, you know, we live in 2019, social media is important. So in terms of that platform, um, my, my vision for it is that it's just like a, I don't know, like, um, a visual word kind of art piece that gives people information about, you know, the stuff that I'm like learning about, um, and traversing. So it's your symbol. Um, yeah, yeah. Just like the stuff that I would want to like share with people, um, mm-hmm. put that out there. So you want to use it more as an informational tool and not as a business logo or anything like that? I think that, um, I think both, mm-hmm. but the whole business thing is what I'm trying to figure out right now in terms yeah. of like what I actually want to do with it and what makes sense to do with it. Um, so yeah. (laughs) Okay, cool. I'm sure it will come to you. Yeah. (laughs) So we're down to the last round of, I guess, 
short, quick, fire rapid questions that I've thought of. And um, so these are just like on the spot questions. Okay. Um, so what is your advice for students that are interested in following your model of either herbalism or more like intuitive energy work or hypnosis? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, advice. Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> just do it. Um, if you're interested in it at all, do it, because I think the world needs more people who know about this kind of stuff. Um, and pay attention to your dreams. Cool. Write that shit down. Cool. <laughs> Look it over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a dream journal for some time, but it's definitely a practice. Like, yeah, totally. To it up for sure. All right. Um, Name one thing that listeners can do to improve their quality of life. Get enough sleep. Oh, my God. Just go to sleep. Like, you don't need to be <laughs> on your anymore. Just go to sleep. <laughs> That's what I tell myself every night. Sometimes I do it, and it's great. But I notice that's, like, the one thing that will instantly improve my quality of life, sleeping yeah, more. For sure. <laughs> and if you don't have kids, like do it now <laughs> it'll yeah, be really exactly. hard to do it <laughs> for some time <laughs> so true as, as I've learned from personal experience <laughs> all right um what is a hobby or something you do in your downtime mm. well knitting I love knitting yeah yeah Knitting. Yeah, you knitted me some stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> knitting is so fun. And um, then you get a thing also. Yeah, at the end of it. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. How did you learn? Uh, YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, what is your favorite tea or other beverage? Oh, goodness. Okay, my favorite tea is probably, oh my gosh, I don't know. This is such a hard question. I know, it's so hard for herbalists. It's such um, a for some people, it's just coffee, not even tea, but so I'm just opening it up. Well, um, okay, my favorite herbal tea at the moment is probably lemon balm or fennel. I also love fennel. Um, but then... Otherwise, water. Honestly, I love water so much. It's kind of crazy how much I love water. <laughs> so underrated and amazing. I'm it. drinking water right now. Yes, everyone drink some water right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and lastly, how can our listeners get in touch with you directly or learn more about your brands or anything that you're doing or offering? Yeah. Okay. So I'm on Instagram at Serpent Daughter. And I also have a website, serpentdaughter.com. So you can check those out. Um, the website has a lot of information about what I do um, and um, like links for booking, has a blog that I don't update enough. But <laughs> that's a dream. <laughs> um, I feel like that's what everyone says about their blog. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. And then right now I'm on like a little hiatus from Instagram, but I'll probably be coming back pretty soon um after mercury stops being retrograde um <laughs> yeah, yeah you're also really into astrology yeah 
<laughs> it's okay. There's like a lot. There's a lot of random things that I'm into. Um, but yeah, Mercury is going to be retrograde until uh, July 31st. So after that, everything will be back to usual uh, programming, I think. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, we need that too. We need to sometimes stop and burrow and go and see some hiding. Yeah. <laughs> <Do> some thinking. <laughs> So, and what about your um, hypnotherapy sessions? Do you have mm. any um, links or offerings about that? Yeah. So if you go to serpentdaughter.com, there's a hypnosis section and you can just click on that and it has all the information about sessions and um, like how much they cost and how long they are and what they, what the, what it even means. Um, and there's also some links to the Sacred Stream website too, so you can learn more about my teacher and like where that wisdom is coming from awesome well thank you so much for your time it was a pleasure uh, i'll have all the information about your contact information in the show notes as well as about naturopathica and uh i look forward to seeing you soon yes thank you so much marina it was great talking awesome bye <laughs> <laughs> As always, please send any questions, inquiries, requests to me. My email is marina at rawfork.com or just go on my website, rawfork.com. Leave me a note there. Thank you and have a great week ahead.